Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And it is humid as hell. Once again, really bad weather. God knows where it's raining. It's certainly not raining here. It's cloudy. It's humid. We're literally melting. And it's just... I'm just glad we have really cold water, seriously, when we have our showers. Because I tend to have multiple showers a day in these in this kind of weather. Uh, at least twice, you know, at least twice, you have to have a shower. It's just unbearable. But anyway, apart from that, actually what I was thinking is that I think it's about time that we actually rant about the stereotypes of the, uh, you know, Far East Asian and the, um, you know, North Asian dramas uh the female leads you know um although korean dramas really do much better in that they have at least almost stopped uh creating those really annoying uh female leads and we have more and more interesting female leads but when it comes to chinese dramas i think they still need to work on it um but when you look when you actually look at some of the adaptations of uh novels um that have been adapted especially mystery novels and procedural dramas um very good very very good female leads and sometimes you know they do have these odd uh female leads these characters that they create <clears throat> which you can see does not have your typical male stereotyping because that's what i feel i feel it's as if the whole scenario is created written produced and directed by males um that this is how they see women or this is how they want the world to see women um you know that modern women are supposed to be reckless and stupid and annoying and that is just not the case you know so whenever you introduce a female lead and give her all these annoying traits and characteristics um and you give her all these weird um personality traits and then you expect us to like and sympathize with her um i'm sorry but that's not how it works you know it it doesn't work it's uh, because many a times i've actually dropped dramas because the female leads have been infuriatingly pathetic i'm not talking about the actresses themselves i'm talking about the the characters that they're made to portray and as i said that there is very f- rare few chinese dramas where they have uh where they truly portray what i think they are trying very badly to portray most of the time a, a naive uh female lead for example in hidden love i absolutely love the girl i love the character i just love her portrayal of that character um you can literally see that she's sharp she's smart but she's naive and she's innocent and she's pure so that kind of purity that they're always trying to show through their female leads they usually fall very very flat very very badly but uh what every once in a while now another example is the adaptation of when a snail falls in love <clears throat> i absolutely loved that uh series or should i call it a serial actually technically that's a serial um and i think that they did better 
justice to the novel than the latest Thai version, which I'm currently watching and which is why I've just been forced to put everything on hold and begin this podcast. Imagine, imagine that I'm literally, I have uh, hit pause on the first episode of the Thai version, the 2023 version of When a Snail Falls in Love. And hey presto, we're back to the annoying, irritating, stupid, reckless female lead. What the hell, man? I loved the female lead in the Chinese version. Um, She truly portrayed the whole title, you know, within herself of When a Snail Falls in Love. She was a snail. (laughs) I just loved her. I loved her portrayal of the character. Not so much the portrayal of this female character, sorry. Um, if, If you're a cop and if you're supposed to be um, a snail, which I mean, if unless they've suddenly reversed the characters and they've decided that the captain is the snail and and the girl is the lion, I don't know because that's how it seems. It just seems absolutely reversed. Um, the girl is absolutely reckless and she's stupid. She's not even naive. You cannot afford to make such stupid mistakes um, when you're a cop. I mean, seriously. When you're a police officer, you go th- through a lot of training um, to, and y- you know when to wait and watch and when to, um, you know, take action and, you know, when when something is not, uh, when something doesn't sound right or seem right, then, you know, you still have some protocols to follow. You don't just jump straight, straight and recklessly into... What was, as a police officer, I would say that you should automatically be able to realize if another police officer is working on an operation. So I think it's absolutely just senseless and ridiculous. And it was so annoying that I had to just hit pause and I had to start talking like this. I had to rant about it because I was finally getting some respite from such characters, um, you know, uh, I thought that finally uh, Chinese and uh, Thai and because actually, to be honest, I've seen many Thai dramas and I've not come across many of these stereotypical stupid female leads. I've seen them majority um, in majority of Chinese dramas. Japanese dramas now, I enjoy them because seriously, their female leads are always very, very interesting. I don't remember the last time I've ever come across such a stereotypical uh, female lead. No, no, I don't think so. No. Very, very interesting. Very unique. Actually, Japan does unique best. They do crazy best and they do unique best. And I just love their cozy mysteries. I think Japan does full justice to all the classic cozy mysteries that even BBC fails to do. Believe me, the amount of times I have felt like just smacking the TV whenever I see BBC's adaptations of um, Sherlock Holmes, for example, or sometimes even of, uh, you know, Agatha Christie, like Tommy and Twopence of Agatha Christie. I love those characters, and yet the BBC just ruined it for me. Um, It's very rare to have BBC do justice to their own um, writers and novels. I, I, I never understood that. I really never understood that. Um, I think the only time I've really enjoyed the BBC's adaptation of any classic mystery is uh, Agatha Christie's Poirot. 
I did not even quite enjoy Miss Marple, to be honest, although it was bearable. But um, my favorite, my all-time favorite um, of all the adaptations has always been uh, Hercule Poirot. Or should I speak like a French and say Hercule Poirot? <laughs> yeah. So I loved the, that adaptation of the BBC. I mean, it's so much better than the other adaptations that the BBC seems to do. I swear, the BBC just ruins everything. And then, you know, when you come to Japan, I think the, the tribute that Japan has pay, uh, paid uh, to, or should I say Japanese television uh, entertainment industry, the tribute that they pay uh, to Sherlock Holmes and to Agatha Christie's amazing. I love every single one of their adaptations, every single one of their twists, every single one of their tributes, where they make it their own and, and they make it so beautiful. Seriously, it's just beautiful. I love it. And I every time there's a detective uh, series or serial, a Japanese one, I try never to miss it. Chinese uh, procedural dramas can be sometimes very tedious, very, very tedious, especially when it, it, the sub, it doesn't really help when the subtitles are also even more tedious, you know. So I think the reason I've enjoyed Korean and Japanese most is, as I said, Japanese do adaptations and tributes and they do unique and crazy. They do that best. Um, and Korean, well, um, they have advanced a lot. I love their dramas. And I'm just glad they've gotten out of that stereotypical rut of the annoying, irritating female leads. Although recently, I think they just, they kind of pushed it in. They kind of pushed it in in one of their latest dramas this year. Um, I can't remember the name because I actually just stopped watching it after the second episode. And I was like, what the heck? Why would you go and do that after all these years? Why would you go and bring that annoying cliche, you know, irritating female lead back? So, yeah. There is, oh, and yes, uh, King of the Land. King of the Land uh, showed uh, some of that similar vibes of the stereotypical annoying female. Uh, but thankfully... Uh, they managed to subdue it after the second episode to a large extent. Otherwise, I was just going to throw the whole drama away. Seriously, I was just going to put my foot down and say, that's it. Uh, so th that that is there. Um, yeah. But seriously, man, I expected better from Thailand. Seriously, because I have seen so many of their dramas that are so different. They're so different. Um, so I, I think... Um, to be honest, it was more of a surprise when, when they made this kind of a, a version of When a Snail Falls in Love. Because I just, I knew, to be honest, I instinctively knew that I wouldn't enjoy it because I loved the Chinese version so much. I watched it twice at least. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, seriously... I was hoping, I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, it's Thai. Thai people, they, they do good, they do good, you know. So let me try this out because so far I've uh, never had, I've avoided Chinese dramas a lot because of their female leads. The only Chinese dramas that where their female leads, leads seem to have a lot of sense are the period dramas. You know, the fantasy period 
historic ones or basically the uh, Vujia, you know, the Vujia fantasy dramas. It's amazing how over there their females have so much sass and so much sense and they're such smarty pants and they're amazing. And like the ingenious one. Uh, has, that, that's a good example of one of the latest works of, of the that genre. The ingenious one is where the male lead and the female lead, they truly complement each other. They're both as smart as the other. They're, you know, they're a match for each other. And you just enjoy seeing how it's unraveling, you know, and how he suspects and, and she also now begins to suspect that he suspects. And it's amazing how they dance through it. I love it. But come back to modern Chinese dramas and, you know, uh, I don't really enjoy them so much. And I, I know China is well aware of the fact that they do not do as well as the Taiwanese do when it comes to modern dramas. Uh, like, you know, Bromance is a good example of the Taiwanese dramas, modern dramas, their take on it. Um, in fact, it's amazing, but when it comes to BL dramas as well, um, Taiwanese do really good, Japanese do good, Taiwanese do good. Obviously, Thai is supposed to be like, you know, this is their soft power in, in their industry, uh, BL uh, genre dramas or LGBTQ dramas, but mainly BL. Although they churn a lot of fluff stuff, but one way or the other, they do try to insert the, the real life uh, tangible uh, problems and questions, yes, but they have a variety. You can say that I think th uh, the Thai industry has probably right now the largest uh, amount of BL dramas variety-wise, but quality-wise, if you put it in this way, if you put uh, it all together, I think Taiwanese uh, dramas are always, um, you know, they always up the par, you know, quality-wise. Every time. It doesn't matter if it's of the BL genre and it doesn't matter if it's your normal everyday um, dramas. So the very, very beautifully written, executed, and you know, it, it, it has that, it always maintains that quality. So there's that. So yes, I know I would never get disappointed if I pick up a, a, a Taiwanese drama. Um, but Chinese dramas, seriously, they are still not out of that rut, except in procedurals. Procedurals seem to be the only dramas, and as I said, wuxia, where their female leads are amazing. Otherwise, you know, it's that annoying, cliche, stereotypical, irritating, reckless women with weird, bad habits. And seriously, no woman has that in real life, seriously. This is the kind of women that um, maybe in that part of Asia that they love to portray their women like that. Or maybe men love for their women to be like that. I don't know. Because in real life, I'm sure the men and the women do not like that or even appreciate that. It kind of reminds me of, you know, Pakistani dramas. I think one of the reasons why it, it sort of hits me is because um, Pakistani dramas, especially if you look at the old dramas. Now, um, Pakistani dramas, where I'm concerned, they are in a decline, although people would uh, disagree with me because even now they're extremely popular um, all over the world. But uh, Pakistani dramas, I think, were more um, of, a, of a higher quality 
uh, until the late 90s. I think the decline began when they started with this soap opera type weird wacko sort of dramas which I absolutely hate to be honest. Um, before that Pakistani dramas were always um, you know dramas of quality you know even if you go to the cozy dramas and if you there's always an, the writers you see the writers of Pakistani dramas uh, before in the industry they were they had such amazing talent of uh, subtly giving you the messages that need to be given without destroying the fluff of the drama so you feel cozy it's always family oriented yes yes in pakistan dramas were always family oriented they're not anymore um, but that's how it used to be every time i remember it used to be a custom eight o'clock at night you would have your prime time drama one hour drama it would always be a, a 15 episoder and um, in total and it was always a serial never series a serial and it would be a family time drama so that meant the whole family could sit and watch and that is why actually one of the reasons why it was extremely popular all over the world um, and you know even in India um, basically they would always watch Pakistani dramas so Indian films and Pakistani dramas these were the two powerhouses so I, I kind of you know when I think back of, of uh, the old Pakistani dramas like Alpha Bravo Charlie and you know Dhuwa and uh, Titliya and you know all, all these amazing dramas written by amazing writers played by amazing actors uh, when you look at them all which reminds me you know Shaquille one of the legends of um, who acted in one of these one or few or more of these dramas that I've been mentioning um, he uh, just passed away on Eid yes uh, just a couple of days he just passed away so another legend passes away it's it's sad when they all pass away one by one a lot of le we've lost a lot of legends this year and last year um, so but the point is that you know the Pakistani drama industry the, the television industry the entertainment uh, where television is concerned it was always of a high quality and when I think of it um, you know the the female characters in Pakistani dramas were never like this recently I've stopped watching the dramas because uh, I'm not at all as I said happy with the, with the turn they've taken and recently also the way they're portraying the female characters is not um, very positive people are not happy because this is not as I said this is not how real life women act or you know behave in the older dramas they portrayed women the way they really were you know smart and educated and modern and sassy and you had doctors and you had lawyers or you had even if you had just you know unmarried single women and the, the fact that they had their brains that they used and you know the there was a lot of literature and philosophy and it was rich it was rich and fun and comic and you know you it's just it had so much flavor and now it's all this BS going on, all this BS that they're trying to create because the truth is the Pakistani television industry has lost um, its uh, writers and it has lost original content. So the content that is being produced 
if it's really really good it means it is an adaptation of an old novel of one of our classic writers or if it's you know if it sucks it means it's just one of those stereotypical things that they've started churning out thinking that it works it sells but where i stand as a writer and a producer and a novelist where i stand it's pure rubbish that they're churning now which is why i actually moved uh towards watching k dramas and um uh, you know japanese dramas and thai dramas and um you know sometimes even hong kong singaporean dramas and chinese dramas i think the reason i moved towards the, the this is the main reason one of the main reasons um also was fighting depression and uh had a slum come over me as a writer so i had to go through all that and so it was it's it's more than a decade it's almost a decade i think definitely it has to be a decade since i've you know turned to that to watching these but one thing that hit me is the stereotypical cliche female lead which i've noticed that i'm not the only one because a majority of the audience um that watch these dramas a part of my community as i would say you know part of the the community that watches these dramas they have all voiced the same complaint and i think the reason as i said why i watched more and more korean dramas is because they brought a lot of variety um and you know and also there's this professional subbing you know seriously it really it really helps when you've got subtitles on time and they're well done which is why that reminds me i do not understand what the heck happened with the sub of the of the drama the the recent drama that came out i mean this was this was a drama i was really really waiting for and i don't get it i don't get why uh, an unprofessional subber did it and not only that but a subber who I'm sorry to say no offense please uh no offense intended but um it looks as if they just directly subbed it from Google seriously I mean what the heck happened Yeah I'm talking about family the unbreakable bond I mean seriously I love the actors and I was so looking forward to watching this drama but and i even tried to you know put up with it um till the third third episode because it was so interesting but the subs were killing me and i was hoping you know that maybe somebody would just you know fix it somehow they'll just fix it but nobody fixed it and i just dropped it which is such a i mean it's it's so sad because i really wanted to watch this drama but you know yeah good subs and timely subs they really really matter so one of the reasons also why i get put off by chinese dramas is the subbing is not professional it's very rare to find uh, you know um good subbers for chinese dramas although it's getting much better now it's getting much much better with thai dramas again i guess the reason i've watched so much of it is because they're good subbers you know it's really good subbing and it's not just the english you know that it's the timings you know the timings of the subbing and you know how long it's supposed to stay and if it's in sync with the actual um conversation going on or the audio you know so everything has to be in order and um 
with the Chinese, you know, dramas, especially the procedurals, which I like. I like the procedural dramas, but the problem is sometimes the dialogues are very long and the, the subbing doesn't seem to be fully in sync. And the time of the uh, appearance of the subtitles is also very bad. So it's like, you know, before they, uh, you can even f- complete the four lines worth of a subtitle, it disappears. So the time is, is also, uh, you know, the timing needs to be worked on and the English needs to be worked on. And also, uh, you know, the overall timing of the actual subbing of the episode also needs to work be worked on. For example, you know, suddenly somebody drops the... Uh, you know some just for some reason somebody would just decide not to sub anymore or they would just drop the subs and then you know you're left hanging for sometimes half a year before and then by that time you're just out of it and you no longer want to go back to watching that drama so yeah i mean it's uh, you can somehow manage it if you know the language um for example with korean we somehow try to manage it because uh, i think most of us who have watched so much of korean dramas we are sort of we tend to understand the gist of it. So even if the subs are bad or something happens, you know. But that's the thing. In Korean dramas, in the first place, the subs are usually very, very professional. In fact, they're almost always very professional. And that is why I think uh, the Korean dramas gained popularity as opposed to other dramas. Professional subbing, timely. It was is done timely and it is in perfect English. Except, as I said, I really don't know what the heck happened with the Unbreakable Bond uh, drama, seriously. But yeah, um, I, I really do hope and pray that uh, they get out of that cliched, stereotyped female leads. Please, please, please. Please don't put us through that again, seriously. I have reached that point in life now that I cannot tolerate even a single episode of such a female lead. So because, you know, in the beginning, I actually even started getting confused. I was wondering, are they really trying to portray a naive uh, female lead? But is the but are they just not able to do it? Or is the actress not able to do it? But these actresses are amazing, which means it's the director's fault. Um, because it's the director who's who's making them act stupid and annoying instead of naive, you know, um, and the expressions are so irritating. And I'm sorry to say because you know I'm just sorry. I I, I really don't intend to offend anybody, but uh, I'm sure the because something tells me that I'm sure even the actresses probably get extremely peed off at the kind of acting they're probably made to do. As I said, it, it kind of makes you think that this is, again, a male dominant factor here. It's, it's as if, you know, you can literally see that it's, it's the man's point of view. This is, how, uh, this is how the Asian men, I mean, that part of Asia, this is how the men wish to, see, wish to see their women or this is how they see their women as annoying and reckless and stupid, you know, which points to discrimination. It kind of points to the fact that, okay, it means the men are still being chauvinistic, you know. So if, if uh, here's a message to the men of the Chinese and the Korean and the, um, you know, I wouldn't say Japanese because, as I said, uh, despite the fact that people do say that even Japanese men discriminate against women, um, drama-wise, entertainment-wise, I have not 
seen that. I have seen women do amaz- with amazing characters. I've seen female-oriented dramas, uh, and I've seen even the general romantic dramas, and I've seen the wacko-wacko dramas, and seriously, the women are amazing in all of them. The portrayal is amazing. So yeah, no, no, I'd, I wouldn't say that. But uh, for the Chinese and the Korean men in the industry, um, here's a message. If you're really not chauvinists and if this is really not how you see your women, then please stop showing them that way because it's a miracle you haven't got smacked by these actresses. I'm telling you, it's a miracle you haven't got smacked by, you haven't been smacked by the, the audience because it's a very, very negative portrayal. I mean, the, even in, even in Pakistani industry where we say that women are recently not portrayed positively, even they don't portray women like this. When we say that women are being portrayed negatively, it's, it's they're showing, you know, how women are always scheming and, you know, uh, doing politics and, 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 you know, joint family system and their problems and their negativity and, you know, they're showing that. So even, even in that, they're not showing women as stupid and reckless and annoying and pathetic. They're showing them as cunning and conniving and always in politics and politicking and, you know. So that's another kind of annoying to us because, as I said, women don't do that normally. I mean, not modern educated women anyway. So, um, and, and we have actually, um, you know, kind of smacked virtually smacked our directors and producers for this so i don't know i'm sure you've been virtually smacked too by your audiences but um, maybe you, you you really need to be careful as i said if this is not your original way of thinking towards women or concerning women then please stop portraying women that in that way it's so much more interesting when you portray women in, in the other kinds of colors, um, like, you know, um, as I said, in Chinese, uh, there are those few rare gems, the latest being Hidden Love, rare gem, where I actually just love the female lead so much. I love that girl. She portrays naivety, innocence, purity. Um, she portrays her age. She portrays how smart she is for her age. Um, the two, uh, the two versions, the younger girl and the older, they've both done amazing jobs at this. A very amazing job. You know, so you love the chemistry. You love everything. And similarly, you know, I would much prefer not to see this kind of. A female lead portrayed police Thai drama seriously I did not expect this from you I did not or maybe I haven't seen this kind because I seriously I, I I'm surprised I really did not expect this and this is just making me rant all the more so I think I should stop now uh, because I'm not the only one who's been ranting about this but as I said I thought you'd sort of come out of that dark ages but you just pushed me back in there so can't help but rant well let me just muster up some courage and try and go through i've been <laughs> i've i've actually watched 17 minutes and 54 seconds of the first episode of this drama <laughs> after which i hit pause and started ranting and i've ranted for half an hour i've ranted for 31 minutes 38 seconds and 
now it's 42 seconds so it's almost 32 minutes is going to be imagine i've rented more than i've watched the damn thing so this is me signing out take care everyone wherever you are stay safe and healthy stay blessed khuda hafiz